0: Live on the Freak Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Aging Dr.
1: Douchebag.
0: Crash Gladys. Get in Crash Position. And Statman.
1: Don't overdrive
0: the car. Here's the freak.
2: Freak. <laughs>
3: I gotta say it's one of the funkiest visuals that you will see in all of NASCAR, specifically the Cup Series. Is start of the race restarts at Pocono, not three, not four, but if you count them at one time, eight, almost nine wide just before collapsing going into Turn One at Pocono.
4: It's
5: insane. <laughs> And I've seen Indy cars there seven wide before. It's just, it's just insane.
3: That it's is insane. bonkers. I mean, Statman, with all the years you lived in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles freeways, freeways you can't <laughs> even get that damn wide.
6: I don't know. The 405 can get pretty insane. Uh, I, I, I think at one point I counted like eight lanes on a freeway once. Yeah. So, you know, anything's possible in Los Angeles. It's Hollywood, remember? That's true. You lived there once. You, you, you ain't been gone that long. <laughs> I do remember this. By the way,
3: you got Freak Nation on uh, Sunday Night Lucas Hole Studios. Uh, big show for you. Scott Dixon, Robert Hyatt, Christian Eckes, uh, and Sean Wayans, comedian, actor. All those dudes here in the Freak Nation. I remember when I did move to Los Angeles in 90 or 91, whatever the hell that was. And, well, actually when I visited prior to my move. Was you're right, getting on the 405, and at one time the – no, it was the 405. And that was a wide-ass freeway. You know, collectively with you know, north and south, what, 10, 11, 12 lanes, 14 lanes at one time. <laughs> God. I mean, that's what the hell we saw in Pocono. It's just crazy how the, you can go from eight or nine wide and then whoop. They shrink down to two or three going into turn one. Denny Hamlin grabbed himself a win. We're hoping uh, Eric Jones was going to grab that win, but nope. Denny Hamlin, teammates, Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones, Denny Hamlin with the big win, Crasher.
5: Okay, you just said we were hoping Eric Jones could grab that win. The reason you were hoping is because I misled you earlier today in saying this would be Eric Jones' first win ever in Cup. No, he won in Daytona last year.
3: I, that's not why I was saying that. I was saying that oh, yeah? because there's a five-and-a-half-year-old that watches NASCAR <laughs> and IndyCar right. races, and one of her four favorites is the number 20 right. in Eric Jones. And if he would have won, I mean, she got stoked that he got the, the two spot.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she asked me, I don't – this is – oh, God. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I, Careful. Tweeted it. I tweeted it already, so I'm just going to say it. Then she asked me, she goes, Mommy, why is Eric Jones' face so dirty? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, so I looked up at the TV to kind of look what she was referencing. Oh, hmm, honey, that's, um, I didn't want to tell her those. That, that was acne. So oh, I said, oh, honey, gosh. those are moles. <laughs> I, said, I said, honey, those oh, are moles like like man. mommy has. <laughs> there
3: you go,
7: Man.
5: Kids, right? <laughs> that's true. If that's How the does w- worst thing Eric she said? Says- Eric
6: family doesn't cheer for him like that. How does she get to cheer <laughs> for Eric Jones?
3: It's all about the numbers.
5: Oh, it's all numbers for her. I
3: I don't get it. Numbers and, of course, color schemes. Eric Jones' car, the majority of the time, it's red. She loves herself some red.
5: Well, yes, and M&M's is the reason why she climbed on board the Kyle Busch bandwagon, but then the 18 became so important to her, so now she's transferred the 18 over to IndyCar, too, and she's a huge Sebastian Bourdais fan. It's just, she goes, there's my 18. Oh, why's my 18 in the pits? (laughs)
3: it's crazy stat
6: man how come she can't cheer for scott dixon i i was cheering like crazy for scott dixon this afternoon
5: oh yes we all were but she does have a reason why she won't cheer for scott dixon kenny
6: well because we pick we pick drivers
5: in our house
3: as a family and she won't pick a driver that i pick and scott dixon is who's my other driver scott dixon and who else crasher i've got two Will Power. Will Power, yeah. Scott Dixon and Will Power are my two picks, so she won't cheer for Scott Dixon. But she will congratulate me. You know, Daddy, congratulations. Your number nine, won the race a second time. <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's fantastic, man. I do. I liked Henley, see? I mean, right? that's, why, that's the way I feel about Kyle Busch. So, you know, I mean, that's... That's why the two of us get along. Not because we both like blueberries, but because we both pick drivers (laughs) the same way.
5: But you're right, Statman. That was the drive of the freaking decade by Scott Dixon on absolutely worn-out tires Yet, the last 10 laps, he he just holds on. However he did it, he held on to win. Wow.
3: And we'll talk to him in about 10 minutes about that win. Scott Dixon, IndyCar Series winner, will be joining us. But first, Crash lattice, pit News & Notes, and resetting with some affiliates.
0: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The
5: Freaks.
3: Rejoining some affiliates. How you doing, man? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Stat Man, welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Lucas Hole Studios. Coming up, Scott Dixon, IndyCar Series winner, will be here in the Freak Nation. NHRA Funny Car winner, Robert Height, will be in here. Comedian, Sean Wayans, will be joining us. But first, Crash Gladys, bit news and notes. Brought to you by General Tire. Do yourself, your family a favor. You got a big, fat SUV four-wheel truck ford chevy dodge you put general tires on that bad boy go to general for more information crasher
5: well denny hamlin was the bridesmaid last week in the bump and run with kevin harvick but this week he won his fifth cup race at pocono the weekend started off with the arca series christian eckes with the win there christian will join us next hour then it was the truck series ross chastain the winner there then the xfinity series raced in iowa what a weekend Chase Briscoe nabbed the win in the Midwest. And back to Sunday Funday, Denny Hamlin, the cup winner. And he did tweet again that he was praying to the tech gods. And, yeah, nobody made fun of him this time, Oops. and it also worked. He got the all clear. The IndyCar race in mid-Ohio went caution free. Is this the second or the third road course this year that has run with no yellows? That, that is truly incredible. You really got to let that sink in. Having said that, it was not a runaway either. This race came down to the final corner of the final lap with the Iceman, or Ginger Nuts, taking home yet another win. Yeah, we'll explain that nickname in just a little bit. Over in Indy Lights, it was Andrade's Oliver Askew going two for two. Oh, I rhymed. NHRA had round two of their West Coast Swing. And how about Robert Height? Not only did he win the Funny Car category in consecutive years at Sonoma, but today's win was number 50 for his career. How incredible is that? Billy Torrance put up win number three of the year in top fuel. Greg Anderson took another win in pro stock. Now he goes back to back. He's the only driver that could potentially sweep the West Coast swing. And Andrew Hines won his seventh Wally of the year in pro stock motorcycle. And what was in the water in Germany today? Max Verstappen emerged victorious. Uh, Okay, yeah, that's weird. Sebastian Vettel went from last to second. And Daniel Kvatt, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name. He got himself a podium. Yeah, very strange Formula One race in Germany. But, hey, fans love that S.
3: Coming up, speaking of Crasher's comment about ginger nuts, it's a a, a delicacy in New Zealand. (laughs) And it also involves (laughs) Scott Dixon, your IndyCar Series winner. We'll ask him about him next. Speed Freaks Bits, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks,
0: Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your Anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
7: You're Mav TV.
4: You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined California.
3: 20 years of doing Speed Freaks Freak Nation. From the Lucas Oil Studios, you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the website, speedfreaks.tv, Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Scott Dixon, your winner from Mid-Ohio, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And post-race, there was a question and answer with you where you mentioned the last, what, 15 laps or so, where you thought, man, I've got to put this car in the pits and get new rubber. How did they talk you out of not pitting and putting your balls on the line to run on those worn-out uh, red-letter tires?
8: Yeah, it was definitely tough. You know, I think, uh, you know, it, it started just, I think the actual the choices were just bad choices from my front. You know, we should have gone to the black tire for the last, and, you know, I think it would have been much less of a race, but obviously we were we were thinking for the fans and making sure we put on a good show, of course. But, no, it, um, the red tires were just with about 10 or 10 or 12 laps to go, I think I came on the radio, and I'm like, man, we're, we're really shot here. Like, the tires are so bad. And they're like, no, no, just hold on. It's going to be okay. You know, we had some lap traffic, I think, which was holding uh, Felix back a little bit. Uh, but it was definitely a big shift. You know, we were on a 2 stopper. He'd, you know, gone pretty hard on a 3 stopper. had a lot fresher tires, and uh, that last, you know, 10 laps were really tough, but the last lap and a half was just craziness.
3: Scott Dixon, your winner from Mid-Ohio, IndyCar Series winner joining us here in the Freak Nation. With a wind, this might skew your answer, but wouldn't you rather have a yellow or two just to to calm down a bit during a road course race?
8: Well, I think it it definitely makes it more exciting. But, you know, honestly, today's race in Ohio for a a green to checker um, with the different strategies and just, you know, uh, the movement, I think, with with the pack, um, you know, from cars that were doing, you know, really good times and going fast and moving to the front, the you know, others that were struggling a little bit more and the split, you know, I think... This was the first time we'd seen such a split on tire choice. You know, I think there was 10 cars on the Ultimate, you know, 13 that were on on the Prime. Uh, We haven't seen a split like that, and and it just showed that there was a lot of teams that weren't really sure what was the the best tire for their car, and, you know, uh, there was so much passing going on throughout this race that, you know, it must have been fantastic to watch. I'm really looking forward to to going back and, you know, watching this race later on, but, um, you know, that's that's what we need. You know, we need this complete chaos. Um, I know people love you know, restarts because they're definitely exciting. But I think today's race definitely showed that you actually didn't need them.
5: Oh, no. You guys provided plenty of action. Now, Scott Dixon, you said you were going to eventually go back and re-watch this race. Do you think you will be more stressed out watching your battles on the track today? You had an amazing battle with Will Power. Of course, your teammate Felix Rosenquist as well. Will you be more stressed out watching or how stressful was it in the cockpit?
8: Yeah, probably. I might give it a few days and just chill out before I uh, before I get to that one. But yeah, it was it was full on. You know, as you said, you know, I think there was not just from what I saw from from what I was driving. It was complete craziness, and I know that would have been throughout the whole field. So, you know, uh, the you know Will and I were, were definitely going at it there for about three or four laps, and you know, touched a few times and heads and um, you know, I knew he was going to be uh, giving it everything he had, and you know, uh, unfortunately, it cost us, you know, about five or seven seconds, but. You know, uh, he drove a, a great race, and to have what happened, you know, with with uh, you know Joseph at the end, now on the last lap with you know Hunter Ray, uh, it was just full on throughout. So yeah, it's uh, I'll definitely I'm definitely going to chill out for a couple of days before I rewatch that one.
6: Scott Dixon is your winner today. The IndyCar race at Mid Ohio, a caution-free race. Scott Dixon, what does that tell you about the level of competition? Some people would say that caution-free is boring, but Today's race was anything but boring, especially at the end. What does it tell you about the competition in the current IndyCar series?
8: You know, the fields are so tight right now, and and
6: the level of the drivers.
8: You know, there's there's no bad you know car or team or combination or 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 driver. You know, everybody is just so tight, which sometimes makes it hard. Right, that's what makes it so difficult to pass other competitors. But you know, I think uh, when when you see the shift in strategies, you know, you you see. you know, people running different tires throughout the race, still not even sure by the end of it on what, you know, we made a big mistake by, by going to the red tire because we thought, you know, the first step that we ran, it was new, we thought it was great. And then I, you know, we used a, a set at the end and it was, it, it fell off a cliff, you know, with about 10 to go. So it's, um, that I think is what makes it exciting for all of us. But you got to understand too, that's really hard for IndyCar and for Firestone to, to be able to produce To You know, we, we've seen it at Texas in the past where it can be a pack race or it can be really spread out. Um, but, yeah, they've, they've definitely got to try and bottle what we had today and, and um, you know, utilize that for, for a lot of other races throughout the season. But, yeah, physically it's really tough. You know, uh, doing a two-stopper like I did where you're saving fuel um, is probably not as stressful or, or as hard on the body. Um, but the last 15 laps for me, just holding on, you know, with trying to correct the car constantly, I was, you know, my arms were, were definitely sore. But uh, the three-stopper physically would have been a lot tougher.
5: Yeah, Scott Dixon, explain that. Like you said, your tires fell off a cliff with about 10 laps to go, and you just referenced 15 to go. You were just doing everything you could to keep the car on track. What was it that you were doing? How were you using your hands, your arms? How were you able to drive that car with no freaking grip?
8: It's tough, you know, but you you have a fair amount of tools. You know, I think depending on, you know, your setup, you have front and rear roll bars, but, you know, you, you max those out really quickly, you know, and then you have some engine, you know, tuning things that you can to try and, you know, uh, you know, detune the engine on, on acceleration, especially in first and second gear, uh, so it doesn't burn the tires off. And then, you know, your rate of steer, you try to slow down as much as possible, so that doesn't, you know, really slide the rear of the car. So you just go through a lot of, you know, almost lists of things that you try to help the car and balance-wise. But, um, you know, honestly, before you know it, you're out of adjustment and you're just holding on.
5: All right, Scott Dixon, be honest with us. Did you mean to punt your rookie teammate with what was that? Second to two laps to go, last lap.
8: He hit me. I didn't. I didn't hit anybody. So <laughs> you know, I was the car in kind of front. You know, <laughs> but it uh, it was definitely close. You know, I think we we touched wheels definitely going into turn two. Um, I thought he would have waited a little while, you know, a little while longer to the exit two and, and had a real good shot going into four. Uh, and luckily, it actually kind of you know, messed up his momentum a little bit, um, you know, with, with what he did in, in the entry to two. So, um it was you know, it was good hard racing. Um, you know, I definitely made the car very wide, especially for the last, you know, several corners. But um I didn't want to be in the same situation that happened at, you know, Indy Road course where you know we we led a lot of the race there and, and uh, came up short by a lap. So, you know, uh, it was definitely a, a tough fight and you know, Felix um, is a is a is a big talent and he's gonna have lots of wins coming his way.
6: Scott Dixon, in your post-race interview, you said that you were going to have a conversation with your teammate who challenged you all the way up until the end of the race. In fact, you and Felix Rosenquist were almost door-to-door going across the finish line. How did that conversation go when you finally got a chance to talk with Felix?
8: Yeah, we we hugged it out. Honestly, he didn't think I'd that we you know anybody did anything wrong and then you know uh dario called me after the race too and he's like hey man you need to watch that you know like you just made the car wide you didn't do anything wrong you know that was you know all you could have done so you know that that you know i didn't react or or try and block him you know i just tried to make it as hard as possible and that's you know hard racing at the end and um you know again you know felix and i are good friends and uh you know we're fierce competitors you know inside the team and Uh, He did a hell of a job all weekend, you know, so it uh, it was his first podium, and, you know, I think a a win is just around the corner.
5: So, Scott Dixon, this is where I might reintroduce you. Scott Dixon, IndyCar winner from Mid-Ohio, joining us in the Freak Nation, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Do you know that your nickname is now Ginger Nuts?
8: (laughs) I didn't know it was Ginger Nuts. Well, I've actually, yeah, I've been called lots of things, so, you know, Ginger Nuts isn't so bad, I guess. (laughs) Your that's wife, good, right? your wife. Oh, yes. Time after a biscuit, ginger nuts are yeah. a biscuit, aren't they? Like a, or a, uh, a cookie. A cookie in New Zealand and England they're called ginger nuts. Oh. They're actually very tasty. <laughs>
5: oh, so you are now a tasty tree. Your wife I Emma am. had the tweet. I always of,
8: thought my you know ginger nuts are tasty, but you know, that's <laughs> just because <picture> of it. <laughs>
5: Your wife, Emma, had the tweet of the weekend she said she just oh. said I, i'm about to cry i can't i don't have it in front of me, but she said something like, Oh my gosh i'm about to cry, I love you so much ginger nuts
8: <laughs> oh there we go so that she's she's wow well, yeah you mm-hmm. know how good my ginger nuts taste. so there we go yeah. <laughs>
3: Get him at the drive thru at uh, Widecastle Freak oh, Nation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now you're gonna
8: have to travel to New Zealand or England. I think Australia has them too. They're, ah, they're, they're very tasty. They're green and, and ginger. Oof. The package is green. The the biscuit itself is ginger. Ah, got it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
5: hey, we haven't had a chance to give you guys congrats on the new baby coming up too. So that's just awesome. Just awesome. I remember yeah. you, Scott on our show yeah. maybe four or five years ago Kenny of course was asking oh sorry are we gonna have a third and you didn't say no you specifically said you know we're not we're not not gonna you know how did you, how did you phrase it? you said something like well it's not like we're gonna try to prevent it no we're you know if something if a yeah. third happens a third happens and I'm like yes they did it
8: wow. yeah I'm super excited I'm just trying to join TK you know and uh, all his his clan you know his tribe that he's building. You know, I'm trying to up my numbers so we can compete, but uh, no, it's it's yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's been a little bit of a low. What well, is going to be eight years since we uh, we had Tilly. Uh, by the time this one rolls around, but it's yeah, super excited for them. It's uh, it's going to be really exciting, and I think it's kind of going to be around a you know Christmas baby, so that should be a lot of fun too. It's yeah.
3: badass, Dixon. Yeah. It's always legendous when you roll in the Freak Nation. Thank you, buddy.
8: Anytime, thanks, guys.
3: Hey, coming up next, couple of things from today's NASCAR race. With IndyCar finishing the race just over two hours, the significance of that compared to NASCAR, and also something else that's happening with IndyCar that's not been happening with NASCAR, and it has everything to do with ownership. We'll explain, but first, your stat man, Scott.
1: Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind.
6: Honda Racing had a frustrating three years in Formula One supplying engines that weren't competitive at McLaren. The breakup after the 2017 season was visible and embarrassing for all concerned. But Honda Today had a collar-popping weekend at the German Grand Prix. The wild race and pop-up rainstorms at Hockenheim was described as a horror movie with a bit of polite comedy. But Honda emerged with a first and third on the podium when it was done. Considering the nightmare with McLaren Today was a dream come true honda had more good news this week it re-upped with andretti autosport in indycar that allowed alexander rossi to stay with andretti and honda in addition honda powered all three on the podium at mid ohio including winner scott dixon that must be champagne corks we hear popping at honda racing peace
9: Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible membership and save 66% on your first three months, a total of $30 off. That's like getting three months for the price of one. You'll pay just $4.95 per month for the first three months. After that, it's only $14.95 per month. Offer is valid from 7 dollars through 7 dollars Audible members get a credit every month, good for any audiobooks in our store, regardless of price. And two Audible Originals. Unused credits roll over. If you don't like an audiobook, exchange it for free. Plus, your audio Audiobooks are yours to keep forever, even if you cancel. There are no commitments, you can cancel anytime. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories. On top of audiobooks and Audible originals, members get access to audio guided fitness and meditation programs audible is a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking sunbathing on the beach or poolside listen anytime anywhere and never lose your spot when you switch devices visit audible.com speed or text speed to 500 500 to get started today
10: do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life are you thinking about it mm. what if we can promise you the same results for less than three dollars a pill and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now.
1: 800-814-5188 800-814-5188 800-814-5188 That's 800-814-5188 This is Mark Honf, co-host of The Best of Investing. Can you believe how long we've been living in this era of low interest rates? It's been for most of this decade. And when we were all expecting rates to go up this year, now we're finding out that low rates will likely continue through 2020. If you're among the rapidly growing segment of people entering retirement age, I'm sure you're concerned over the challenge of growing your retirement savings. And you're not alone. Pacific Private Money has a solution for those seeking ways to significantly boost yields you earn on your retirement savings. And we do it with safety and security features not found in traditional investments like stocks and mutual funds. For more information on how you can supercharge your retirement savings with annual yields of 7% or more. That's right, 7% or more. Contact us at 415-883-2150 or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com.
3: Equal housing lender, licensed CalDRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy.
11: We
8: want to talk right down to that in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
3: We know many of you still change your oil. So go with the finest synthetic oil on the planet, Lucas Oil. Go to lucasoil.com to find the right weight, the right grade for that righteous ride. When you get your big old fat head underneath that big block, make sure there's Lucas Oil in that ride. A couple of things I want to hit here. Every indication that I saw, NASCAR race started an hour before the IndyCar race and finished about 40 minutes after the IndyCar race. Granted, not one yellow in the IndyCar race, still significant that, let's say, I'd say an hour and a half longer than an IndyCar race, right?
5: At least, yeah, yeah.
3: And Pocono wasn't a crash fest, so there, there's a, that's an average race, I would think for for NASCAR. And I, I believe that that's also a part of the this, this discussion moving forward is uh, number of laps for NASCAR.
5: Oh, as NASCAR considers changes for the future, yeah, yeah.
3: moving forward. And again, that's going to be something that's addressed. I many people don't have this day and age again three and a half four hours to dedicate to pre, during, and post race. For NASCAR, IndyCar, two hours done, and that's still stretching a little bit for me on a freaking weekend on a day that I'd like to get some things done. Okay, there's that. Then there's this. I just thought about this one, Crasher. Statman, you've got, look at the major. look at Roush, Hendricks, Penske, Ganassi, who am I forgetting are the bigger, bigger owners in NASCAR? Gibbs. Gibbs. All those dudes have one thing in common: they're sixty plus. Oh, younger ownership coming into NASCAR. Oh, it's I, I know that there have been some names out there. I mean, when was it Visser who had uh, uh, Furniture Row Racing? A year removed from winning the championship with Martin Truex, when he gets out of NASCAR, a year removed from winning a championship with Martin Truex, he he gets out of NASCAR because he can't find the funding. But you've got you've got Steinbrenner's grandchild grandson, grandson who's in his mid middle twenties.
5: Oh no, he's twenty one.
3: Twenty one in Indy car. I am not saying the IndyCar car is is uh, full of younger ownership. I am just thinking that holy smokes, just all these these ages of these owners. Stat man, There's, you don't have these younger owners coming coming in in motorsports, it's, and then drag racing's got the issue. Your youngest owner stat, man, or super cross.
6: Yeah. Well, younger people with money, what do they, they don't want to spend the weekend watching it all float away at some racetrack out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, younger people with money that are interested in sports, they're getting involved in soccer. They're getting involved in buying part of the premier league teams uh, i think 3 nba players have purchased uh, some ownership in uh, uh premier league teams mm-hmm. um michael jordan has bought the charlotte whatever they're called hornets bobcats um, hornets is it the hornets now yeah. yeah so uh yeah i mean and you know, these people that have money Plus some of the stick-and-ball teams, because of their value on television, have become billion-dollar assets. So uh, the guy who bought the Clippers spent two, wrote a check for $2 billion. Yeah. Uh, they value the Knicks at 4 or $5 billion, uh, Forbes magazine. So a lot of this stuff is expensive, but the, the people that have the money to do it generally aren't interested in uh, even the tax write-offs. Some of the new money that's coming in can't take advantage of some of the tax write-offs that they get from owning a team where they could push money from one ledger to the other and uh, you know hide money and uh, show themselves always at a zero uh, profit place. So there's a lot of issues that are going on here but I agree with you wholeheartedly that not only the fans in NASCAR and in auto racing in general, not only the fans are falling off the back of the grandstands, but like you said, the ownership is falling there too.
3: And if you go through and look at the litany of owners, excuse me, the litany of sponsors in all forms of racing, watching some of those IndyCar sponsors today, I couldn't tell you who seven, eight... Of these top twenty drivers, we're running. What is was it? Clover or? Oh yeah. What is that? I don't know. On is that Herta's car? was running Clover. Yeah, well, a lot,
6: a lot of this. The money we we tend to think of teams buying or sponsors spending millions to buy sides on a car, but that's not the case anymore. Some of them are getting on to these cars for. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, 10 cents on the dollar compared to what it was 10, 15 years ago. Uh, And for, um, what do you call it, Uh, benefits, things going back and forth, tax position, sales position, uh, all of these things that have to do with how can I get more, how can I get a better tax position or how can I get greater sales? All of it's about profit. How can I increase my bottom line? And if you aren't helping with that, um, forget you. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> bother me.
5: Saying. Yeah, very nice. It doesn't bother me anymore that so, so many sponsors, we don't know what the company is. Because actually, it's it's cool that they're willing to go out on a limb and see if sports can help them increase their footprint in this world. So, yeah, I don't care if I don't know it. This is their advertising. This is how they get to be known. It used to bother me. I don't know why. I really don't have a good reason. But now I'm like, whatever. Especially with all the tech companies that are in existence that we don't even know about these days. It just makes sense. I think
6: that's the the key, Crash. A lot of these are tech companies. They're tech company spinoffs. They're companies that didn't exist 15 months ago. (laughs) And they get so much money handed to them quickly. And they're interested in selling to males In their 50 plus males, then uh, what are those people doing on a weekend? They're watching sports events and they can afford to buy auto racing, where uh, an auto racing uh, 30 seconds on an auto racing show might cost you $1,500, let's say. That same 30 seconds in the NFL or NBA might cost $15,000.
3: Stat brought this up many years ago about tech companies looking to get into motorsports and one of those that was in at one time of course was Nextel then Sprint when Nextel came in if you recall the the agreement was exclusivity in fact i think there was 3 or 4 races where AT&T was on the side of Jeff Burton's car or somebody Robbie Gordon and then was kicked out of the out of NASCAR they just infor- they they had it done before next house. whatever
5: that's the whole reason why Verizon ended up becoming the title sponsorship for the IndyCar series for so many years
3: well guess what AT&T Verizon and T-Mobile are not in NASCAR huh? they're not in IndyCar
5: uh, yeah will power still drives in Verizon yeah the
3: the, the 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 title sponsorship isn't there anymore but you're right, right. yeah but it's just wow man and it's it's not our problem, <clears throat> excuse me, but it's certainly noticeable as fans. And again, it's it, you just need a fifty foot yacht. You don't need a hundred and fifty foot yacht.
5: Don't tell them that. Damn,
6: they got a lot of them in Daytona Beach, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yep.
3: Freak Nation comedian Sean Wayans will be joining us. NHRA funny car winner Robert Height will be in here as well. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks Pitch, Lucas Oil Studios. You laugh
12: at me, look down on me, and walk around on me.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
5: Hey, it's Crasher from The Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor. And there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers, jalapeno, or sweet onion burgers. And it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty... Juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger again available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba.
4: Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, twenty four seven motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind the scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit LucasOilRacing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Texas Roadkill,
3: the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's logos.com
4: and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
3: Actor, comedian Sean Wayans is on a huge Huge comedy tour, hitting the, the improvs across the country. We caught up with him earlier. You may know Sean Wayans from Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. Scary movie, scary movie too. And, of course, In Living Color with his brothers, part of the Wayans family. Uh, he walked in with us with these big old fat sunglasses and, Frankly, this is how it started with Sean Wayans. Late night, last night, those big-ass sunglasses that you have on, holy smokes.
2: What's up, freaks? How you guys wow. doing? Um, why can't I wear sunglasses? You can. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying that it's— The point of sunglasses yeah. is that so you don't have to see other people's eyes. True. That's why they're big. See? And look, they come around like Cinerama Dome. I don't want you in my peripheral. <laughs> Like a horse.
3: Comedian actor Sean Wayans joining us here in the Freak Nation. In all seriousness, I just purchased new prescription sunglasses. That was the one stipulation is that people could not see my eyes.
2: Oh, wow. Right? Isn't that what you're talking you, about? You wanted them not to or you want
3: them I, to? I, I don't want them to see my eyes. That's the
2: whole point. Yep. right? I don't, I'm not even looking at you right now. Cool. <laughs> there's a girl getting undressed in this <laughs> office across the street. You think you're doing an interview. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my rocks off. Look at that. <laughs> That's why we wear shades. <laughs>
3: Your brother Marlon was in here back in December, and he pretended to be a big-time sports fan, but you said there's one reason why he's a sports fan. Well, he is a
2: sports fan. He is a fanatic. Right. But he sucks at playing. That's why he is a fanatic. I was better at playing, so I'm not a fanatic. I don't watch sports. I watch boxing. I watch UFC. And then any big game that's happening at the end of the year, the final, the Super Bowl, I just want to be part of the conversation so I can write some jokes. (laughs) Oh. To, did, you ever, out. did you ever try out for sports? Um, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be a baseball player. So that was that was how my, my list was. Baseball player, comedian. That was it. If I don't become a baseball player, I'm going to be a comedian. I tried out for this uh, hardball team in the Goya League in New York, and uh, they hit a line drive and it hit me in the jaw. And I was like, <laughs> I think I'm going to be a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, knock Knocked me into a whole nother career. John Wayans, are people minding
6: their P's and Q's around you so they don't get caught up in jokes?
2: No, I'm not that obnoxious comedian who sit around and be like, oh, that's a bit. I'm gonna doing do- do- you, guy. You're a you're water man. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, you know, I'm real, like, quiet, and, you know, I'll see something, and I'll observe it, and then I'll put it in my back pocket and try it out.
5: But what did you guys do as a family? I read something about Make Me Laugh or Die.
2: Oh, yeah, we used to play that game. Uh, it was me and my sisters in Marlin and um, you know, when we got bored, we would uh, play Mike, make me laugh or die. You'd have to get up and basically do stand up in front of three people, your brothers and sisters. And if you didn't get a laugh, then you had to go do a dare. And the dare would be usually something like, okay, go tickle my father's feet while he's sleeping. <laughs> oh, now this boy. guy, he worked 14 hour days with 10 kids, his sleep was precious. <laughs> it's either that, tickle his feet, or go moon the the, the next-door neighbor's mother. Like, your choices will always be horrific, but really, really funny. That's awesome. And that was, the, that was the game. That's where the Wayans came from. That was our sense of humor. But you better be
5: pretty freaking funny because, you, number one, I would imagine your siblings are the hardest audience. Oh,
2: they were tough. They were tough because they wanted you to go moon the neighbor. You know what I mean? They wouldn't laugh. They would make packs where they were like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. It'd have to be so funny to get them to laugh. What
3: did your dad do do when you?
2: you get a spanking. Back in the uh, the, the, uh, 70s, they were great. Um, (laughs) I don't know how they held up over time.
5: (laughs) Were they belts or the back of the hand?
2: Uh, No, he liked the belt. He liked leather. My dad liked leather. He was a leather man. My mother slapped you though with the hand. She like, she like the good. She, my mom used to like to clap her hand on your ears. Oh, picking up the phone all day. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Did your dad have a selection of belts? Yes, he did. He had names from Oscar. That's Sherry. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's the braided leather. That's that the one the well,
10: that leads to the man. Man. Oh, the,
2: the short belt. The, the little <laughs>
5: short belt.
3: Was he one of those that would make make you wait in a room, or make you wait, or would he come right after you with a belt?
2: Oh no, he 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 was very methodical about mm. it. He would make you go pick it out. So I got to go pick out when I'm going to get beat with. <laughs> it's like a saw movie. And, and if he didn't like it, he sent it back and go get get another one. That one. That's too thin. What, isn't this my ass? <laughs> yeah, it was the ruler or the back of the hand. Ooh, the yeah. ruler. Yeah, the ruler's kind of tough. Ooh. Yeah. White people get hit with weird stuff. <laughs> it, was, it was either a protractor or, or my mom's Gucci wallet. <laughs> what the hell kind of whooping was that?
3: Did I see where a white chick's uh, is in the works, another white chick's?
2: I, you know, Terry Crews started all this yep. white chick sightings again. And uh, and not to say that we haven't been having conversations, because we have been, but nothing has come together yet. So there's no official white chicks movie being done at this particular time, people. But we are talking about uh-huh. trying to put it together. Hopefully so one day it will.
5: Send your tweets to who to make it happen? Terry Crews?
2: Send your mm-hmm. tweets to Revolution Studios. <laughs> oh, huh. Go to Revolution Studios and bug the hell out of them until they make it happen.
3: Sean Wayans, comedian, actor, joining us here in the Freak Nation. I had a conversation with another comedian last week about Richard Pryor. We both agreed he's, Richard Pryor is very popular, but I still think he's so underrated. Richard Pryor, you can walk underrated? in, Underrated? Yeah, just because he you hear younger comedians not giving a guy like Richard Pryor the credit that he deserves. Okay,
2: real no quick one, for no instance, one listens to younger comedians. No. No one listens to young comedians. We had if you a- don't know that Richard Pryor is the best comedian to mm-hmm. ever touch comedy, yep. then you need to put your mic down. We had a poll,
5: and Richard Pryor, we like picked three or four comedians, and then we had our listener base vote. And Richard Pryor was on mine, and I didn't end up winning. And I thought for sure he would net me the most votes.
2: So who Who won? Alex. Okay, first
7: of all, set it up excuse right. me. Yeah, crash. Way to wait to slant it your direction. So <laughs> it was comedic actors. It was actors in comedies, not stand up comedians. Oh. Richard Pryor has acted. We know Stir Crazy. We know what he's been in. But I so what was mine? Uh I can't remember. Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Um I can't remember. Did oh you uh, Eddie Will Murphy. Farrell? No, I had no, Will Ferrell. Eddie Murphy and
2: um oh man, Robin Williams. Yeah. So comedic actors yeah. that would win that for me is Eddie Murphy. Uh-huh. And here's why and I think Jim Jim Carrey is like right there, but Eddie Murphy rocked it on both fronts mm-hmm. on a level that none of the people we even spoke about were able to do and consistently he got about 6 championship <laughs> rings where straight up classics where you can't when the movie's on you have to watch it like a deer caught in oh, headlights yes. you can't I mean, even, you can't even leave
3: the <laughs> Wayans are yeah. so damn funny i don't understand why you may be you're not busy 365 24 7 why we don't see your 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 brother's mugs all over the place every damn day you guys are so freaking righteous Thank you, righteous. Why Some don't we? Stuff. Why don't we I, see that? I don't understand. Like what? Do you, what, do you, what don't you see? I don't. Like, see, I don't see enough of you. Like he said in the two thousands, there were there was a period oh, there. More movies. M- more movies. Movie, more comedy specials in living color broke so many freaking barriers that wouldn't
2: float today. I understand that. Um, right. I don't know. What, 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 it's coming. It's coming. What's Projects coming? Projects take a long time. Projects take a long time. But is it that? And you gotta and you gotta align yourself with people that have a vision, that understand that your project is good. So you could be as good as you want, but if they're not good, they're never gonna see how good yours is. What kind of equity
3: did your older brothers earn in Hollywood, within Living Color and others? What do you mean, like to have other doors open that normally wouldn't? from someone with with a family such as the Wayans,
2: a a lot of doors it opened it opened all the doors it opened all the doors for everyone in the family and it opened all the doors for people like Jim Carrey and J-Lo and Tommy Davidson David Allen Greer um you know um Carrie Ann Anaba all the stars that came off of In Living Color are still rocking because of that one particular show The physical comedy in some
6: of your movies must be exhausting. What's harder to do, to write comedy material or to travel, the exhausting travel from club to
2: club? They're both hard. Um, One is, uh, I can't even tell you, it's it's both intense work. Um, One, you're traveling for. That's probably the hardest part. Mm -hmm. So you're traveling, then you come do press, and then you don't get a lot of sleep and then you do your shows. So that's the tough part. And then you DJ. That. And then you <laughs> yeah, right. It. But this is stuff that I love to do. So this is why I'm in the game. You know, I don't have to do it. This is what I want to do. To your point with the scary movie, uh, uh, parody movies, those are probably one of the hardest comedies to write. The hardest comedy to write because the joke ratio has to be so intense has to be so you know in most comedies you have more story where you're telling a story Mm -hmm. and people will wait for one big laugh every you know eight to 15 minutes in a parody you got to have like a laugh a minute so they're very very hard sean
6: Wayne's living color was the foundation for so much comedy so many careers do you think it would resonate today in 2019 if it came online again of course
2: it resonate because we would make it resonate Funny's funny. Yeah, Yeah. the stuff we would be making fun of, it would be the people who would be like, "Would it resonate?" That we'd be making fun of. (laughs) Sure. Like, I can appreciate that. Yeah, it would. It would. It would. (laughs) And in a sense, with us
5: being so PC now, we kind of need that again. We
2: would destroy the whole. We we would be crazy, but you know, we don't control that. Mm -hmm.
3: But why wouldn't a network HBO or somebody pick that up, knowing that, that that's what? some folks are after now.
2: I don't know, man. I don't program. It's a question for like you guys got to interview those. It's really literally interview those people and ask them cuz uh, I have no clue.
5: It's politics, you know. Somebody's yeah. got the rights to that that you got to buy out huge or something. It's
2: not even rights. Yeah. No, it's not rights. It's it's whatever they want on the air right now is what you see is what's on the air right now.
5: Where did some of the funnier... Sean Wayne's joining us here in the Freak Nation. What are some of the funnier behind-the-scenes stories from Scary Movie or from In Living Color? And can you give us one that's arable?
2: It's hard to remember. Uh, Like Somebody
5: just completely making an ass of themselves or just... I mean,
2: most of the stuff where... (laughs) uh people made an ass of themselves they it ended up in a sketch like a lot of the stuff that we were laughing at and giggling at behind the scenes actually made it to the show oh. a lot of the stuff came from us messing around backstage and then keenan black like, that's funny right there now you go with that. you know Keenan he had that ear for like he knew
5: Oh, that's then, interesting
2: oh yeah 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 a lot so of some of stuff.
5: the stuff you did backstage would that bump something else that was on the script at times
2: no it would just add oh, okay. to it and it would have to go into development and then we have to table it and get it right and fix whatever you know the concept and what we're trying to do with the character and all, all that stuff it was all pieced together um but a lot of it came from just playing around um now i got a funny story um just wayne's brother story um that um happened with me and my brothers um we uh, w- we were staying in new york one time at this hotel and um it was me Keenan, and marlon and we were all on the same floor so you know we're like pranksters we like to do stupid <laughs> stuff with each other so every morning um at night they give you um this list this menu of food that you could check the box and they hang it on the door and then they bring the food to your room so um I kept getting like distinct food, like goat cheese and calf brains and <laughs> frog legs and f- and fish, really stink fish and caviar. I was like every morning, and I, they would come in my room and just leave this. and there's, And, and I called downstairs like, "Yo, why are you guys putting this food in my room?" And he goes, "You, you get the you you out of you ordered order it at night. Your brother just told you to put it in the." My brother was sending stink food <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> to our room. That's badass. <laughs> so this was Keenan. So, you know, we was like, all right. So me and Mom was like, okay, this guy got us. We'll get him. Anyway, it was time to leave. Uh, we're going back to L.A. So we're packing. Everybody's uh, getting their stuff together. All three of our rooms are open so we could just walk into each other's room. So we go into Keenan's room and we're waiting on him. And um, he's taking a shower. And he gets out and he's like grabbing his stuff. He's walking around naked and stuff and uh, grabbing his, putting his stuff in. And he's like looking for a shaving stuff. And then the doorbell um, door guy comes to get the bags. And so he's like, yeah, just oh, tell the guy that um, I, I'll, I'll be out in a minute. Um, uh, so uh, we opened the door and he goes, can you get the bags? And he goes, sure. And we let him in while Keenan's <laughs> naked. And Kenan's
4: standing, <laughs> standing there naked with the freaking belt in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he didn't
2: even know what to do. Because if he ran, then it looked like he had a little wiener. So he kind of had to hang out for a little bit and like, yeah, okay. Take those bags over there and you can put it over there. Oh, my God. It was great. Did he bow up and? I, after a while, he had to bow up. You know, he had to man up. You know, he realized that he'd been had. That's what you get for stink food. Uh-huh. I would imagine with what uh, nine other siblings. Yeah, Holy nine other siblings. That, that's the type of stuff we just you know do all day. Just silly stuff like that.
3: Sean Wayans here in the Freak Nation. Thanks for doing this. Man. This is fun. Thank you.
2: This was fun. Right, right. time. Yeah.
3: Catching up earlier with Sean Wayans. Man, ten. Brother, well, nine brothers and sisters, 10 including him. And what did we determine, Crasher? Quickly before we go to break, was it 10 children within 13 or 14 years?
5: Yes, I believe it was 14 years, yeah. Whoa. Wow. Damn. Ouch.
3: Coming up next hour, Freak Nation, NHRA Funny Car winner Robert Height will be in here. Christian Eckes, General Tire, Arca Series Racing winner from Pocono, he'll be in here. And not much motorsports coming up. Speed Freaks Spits, Lucas Oil Studios.
0: I the Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
11: If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com.
3: How you doing, Freak Nation? Second hour of the Freaks. Coming up, Robert Height, NHRA Funny Car winner from Sonoma. His 50th win in the National Hot Rod Association, while his boss, John Force, hasn't won in the NHRA in over a year. Oof. Yeah.
5: That's not normal.
3: So that means Robert Height has, what, 99 more race wins to catch up with his boss? That's all. That's yeah. Just contemplate that for a minute, Statman. man. John, there is a driver in a professional motorsport circuit, the big boys for NHRA, 149 wins. Of course, we're talking about John Force. That just does not seem fathomable.
6: He was more dominant in drag racing than any other driver in practically any other major series in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm talking F1, World Rally cars. When he was knocking them down, getting his championships one right after the other, he was more dominant than practically anybody.
5: Lewis Hamilton, serious?
6: At, no, Lewis Hamilton probably wasn't born yet when he was doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly, he wasn't at the top of the racing. But I'm talking in the uh, let's say in the uh, in the mid 2000s. Uh, Oh six oh five oh four back in there, John. When John was when John was doing it, John was John. Uh, he was more dominant when than Carlos Sainz was in um, uh, oh, World Rally oh. Championship. Then uh, oh yeah, I had a I had a whole uh, mathematical oh, equation right. to figure all that out. The Dominator Index. And he was more dominant than anybody, anybody. John, Michael,
5: hold on. I got one more name. Yeah. Michael Schumacher. He was more dominant than Michael Schumacher.
6: Yeah. Schumacher was just ramping up then. Yeah. But yeah, as dominant as, yeah. I mean, he was, he was, he won 16 championships. I mean, yeah. what do you got to yeah. do to win 16 championships?
3: Robert Height coming up. 12 past the top of the hour, 12 minutes, nine minutes from now, he'll be here in the Freak Nation. Also, Christian Eckes running on General Tires in the ARCA series, a big race win for him Friday night in Pocono. Uh, he'll be here with us in the Freak Nation. And not much motorsports coming up to end the show for the second hour with the Freaks. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, with therefore on Instagram, the website speedfreaks.tv. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes coming up. We're talking about this in the first hour. One of the strangest things to watch with Pocono, and I still I've again been seeing NASCAR races at Pocono for years and years and years and years, IndyCar Series races as well. But when you hit that front stretch, whether it's a restart or the start of the race, where where you've got you know, two cars next to each other and they fan out and they get <laughs> seven, eight, almost nine wide going into turn one, it's still one of the strangest things. To watch, and I just it shares a little bit of the respect that I have for these drivers being able to to get out of that thing alive or at least without taking out about three or four cars because they it's an accordion effect going into turn one they you know they sandwich back up to two, but holy smokes crasher when you're watching the start of that race it, it it's it defies what you're seeing in that there's going to be carnage
5: to me, the first thing that goes through my mind when I see them spread out that wide. Is just how freaking big that racetrack is. Because I'm like, that's just that shouldn't be possible, but it is. And I don't even think you could get that many across no way you could get that many across in Indianapolis. No way you could have done that in California or yeah. I don't think any track is as wide as Pocono is. Statman, do you have any idea about that?
6: No, I don't know of any that are as wide as that are certainly can have that kind of that kind of spread. And uh, the discipline, they all know that only two cars can get through the turn, maybe three if they're good drivers. But to get that wide and then uh, collapse back down, that's to their credit. You know, I I don't have a lot of great things to say about uh, NASCAR drivers, but what they do, they do as well as anybody. Yeah. Statman,
3: Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. Coming up in about seven minutes, Robert Height, part of John Force Racing, your NHRA funny car winner. He'll be joining us. But first, we're going to get to some Crash Gladys pit news and notes and rejoin some affiliates. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks.
3: Rejoining a number of affiliates in the Freak Nation, thank you guys for being a part of the Freaks. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, SpeedFreaks.tv is the website. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're there for you. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by General Tire. You got a big fat SUV? Got a big old four-wheeler, a Ford Ford 450 or 4, three fifty. 4, t- regardless, you got a truck, SUV, go to General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher?
5: So Denny Hamlin was the bridesmaid last week. That was the bump and run with Harvick. But this week, he won his fifth cup race at Pocono. The weekend started off with the Arca Series. Christian Eckes with the win there. He's going to join us in just about 30 minutes. Then it was the trucks. Ross Chastain, your winner. And then the Xfinity Series raced over in Iowa. Chase Briscoe nabbing the win there. And then back to Sunday, Denny Hamlin in Pocono, who, yes, he did again tweet that he was praying to the tech gods post-race. Nobody made fun of him this time, but yes, it did work. He got the all clear. The IndyCar race in Mid-Ohio went caution-free. This is now the second road course this year that has run with no yellows. The other was Elkhart Lake. Having said that, it wasn't a runaway either. This race came down to the final corner of the final lap with the Iceman... Eh, ginger Nuts taking home yet another win. If you don't know what I'm talking about with the Ginger Nuts reference, you better check out that interview that we just had last hour at speedfreaks.tv tomorrow. Over in Indy Lights, it was Andretti's Oliver Eskew going two for two. NHRA had round two of their West Coast swing, and how about Robert Height? He's coming up in just minutes. Not only did he win the funny car category in consecutive years at Sonoma, but today's win was number 50. For his career, 50. Billy Torrance put up win number three on the year in top fuel. Greg Anderson has now gone back-to-back with his win in Sonoma. He can possibly do the West Coast swing. Andrew Hines took home his seventh Wally of the season. What was in the water, though, in Germany today? That's what I want to know. Max Verstappen, of all people. He emerged victorious from a remarkable Grand Prix in which Mercedes failed to score, Sebastian Vettel went from last to second. And good old DK. Daniil Kivat. I still don't know how to pronounce it. He got a podium. I, yeah, okay. Good on you, F1. Bam. <laughs> Fans love that stuff.
3: What is Schaefer Beer, Mark Donahue, and uh, Lawrence Welk have in common with Pocono? We'll get to that. But first, in moments, Robert Height, NHRA Funny Car winner.
0: Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio.
3: Redefined. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak
6: Nation for two decades.
7: TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAVTV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAVTV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAVTV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAVTV.
4: Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
3: Lucas Hall Studios, where we've been doing this for damn near 20 years, Freak Nation, with Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, the website speedfreaks.tv. We've been doing this so darn long that we started this show before this guy, who grabbed his 50th win in the National Hot Rod Association in a big old fat John Force racing funny car, Robert Height, was even in a freaking funny car. Before Robert Height even married into the Force family. Serious? Yeah, right? That's true. That's true. When did you when did you marry into the force family, Robert Height?
12: Um, I think it was 1999. Oh,
5: okay. So he married. Yeah, it's been a while. He married first, and then we okay. We went on air the next year. Okay, yeah. Got
12: you, got you. Oh, well, I remember. I remember my first win, and I'm trying to celebrate. And I'm trying to like have some fun, and then my PR people say, "You guys got to call in this this number," <laughs> and it was to you guys. And oh. I'm thinking, "Are you? Sh-? How do?" Can't I celebrate and have some fun?
5: Uh, yeah, sorry, is, not sorry, right?
12: That is greatness. <laughs> and I think I've called you like fifty times now.
3: Yeah, I would say the majority of those fifty, you have called in. I most of them, yes. Yeah. Well, it's what do you do with fifty Wallies? And if you didn't know this, Freak Nation, Wallies are what drag racers get when they w- win a race. What do you get? Only
5: NHRA drag racers.
3: Rice, right, 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 right. What do you do with fifty Wallies?
12: You cherish them. They're hard to come by. Except yes. for it's a little, it's a little demeaning because my boss has 149, <laughs> and no one's ever going to catch that.
5: Uh, Robert, at the rate you're going, you just might. Seriously. Uh,
12: that's a that's a long way off. I'm a third of the way there. Robert Haidt, 50
3: wins in the National Hot Rod Association, wins at Sonoma here in the Freak Nation. When you look at the importance of race wins, specifically for a season, okay, 50, that's great. But whether it's been two races, three races, so for some drivers it's been years before they got their win. how, How long do you carry this momentum through to the next race? Mentally, mentally speaking.
12: Well, I mean, you know, we we qualified number one. We're on the Western Swing, okay. Yeah. So we qualified number one in in Denver. We qualified number one here in Sonoma, and we're running good, okay. We're we're not getting lucky. We're making good runs, and we race again, and you know, uh, five days from now we'll be at, at Seattle, and you know, I've had good luck there as well. So um, we 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 need to. We only have three races before the the countdown, and like Jimmy Prox said, by the time you go out west, you better have your act together and and make this happen, and we're doing that. So it's it's a lot of fun right now.
5: What makes the West Coast Swing either more fun or more difficult than a normal three weeks in a row of racing?
12: Because it's a lot of traveling, a lot of different conditions. You know, you go from Denver, Mile High, and then you go to Sonoma, we had great conditions here, even though it was hot, Air's good here. Then you go up to, to Seattle and you've got all the trees, a lot of oxygen makes, you know, you make a lot of power there and it's just different conditions and a lot of travel for these teams. I mean, these poor guys, I used to do it. I used to work on the team and drive the truck and, you know, haul it down the road, but these guys are working night and day you know, for this Western swing and it's, it's, it's grueling, but it's a lot of fun. Okay. Because it's all different settings. It's, it's beautiful racetracks. It's uh, this is my favorite time of the year.
5: Okay. Robert Hyde. I want to kind of take it back to your crew days and explain the differences of the West coast swing when you're a crew member versus a driver. I mean, cause you're exactly right. The driving in the trucks, that, that can be brutal.
12: It is. It's like, um, you know, you race for three days and you jump in a truck and you drive for 24 hours and you get to the next, next place and you set up and service all your stuff. It's probably the worst from Denver to Sonoma because at Denver, you have to change everything. All your spare motors have to be ready to go with different compression, different, everything's different. Then. We didn't hurt anything. So now you got to tear all the stuff that you built for Denver apart and put it back to normal setup. And these guys, they're working night and day, but I've got a great team. They, they came in here. Uh, they were able to get a day off and go to Tahoe and they, they took a, a trip up a river. They had a blast. And then, you know, they already have a, pl- a trip planned when they get to Seattle. They're going to do a float, you know, floating on, a, on some river up there. So, I'm glad that they get to enjoy some stuff too, because, and but trust me, what they really enjoy is what we just went through in the Winter Circle.
6: <laughs> Robert Height, it won the uh, NHRA race at Sonoma, his second year in a row, his 50th win in the NHRA circuit. Now, what fascinates me most is how some drivers have tracks that they win at; they win c- regularly. What is it about Sonoma that turns on Robert Height?
12: Well, it's funny that you ask that because, you know, usually from year to year everything changes, and it's not like you can go back and and look at your data from the year before. You have to look at data from this current year because we change things so regularly. But uh, I think it's more confidence than anything else. When you can actually win at a place more than once, you have a little confidence. And um, you know, this is this is the first place I ever saw a national event and I, I attended as a fan. Been to every single one of these national events held here in Sonoma, either as a fan, a crew member and now a driver. So um, you know, this was six hours away from where I grew up in a small town in Northern California. So pretty cool to come here and, and get wins and especially fifty. Pretty amazing.
6: Robert, in all other forms of racing, the driver has some input with the crew chief or whoever sets up the car. I think you were at the table one day when I had a conversation with some funny car drivers who all laughed at me, uh, suggesting that you, the driver may have some input in setting up the car in a drag race in the nitro category. Do you feel that way? Do you? Is it all the... Crew chief, what does the driver input when you get behind the wheel and they put the body down on a funny car?
12: Well, what I try to do is after I make a run, I try to go in and talk to Jimmy and Chris and talk to them about the run we just made before they download the computer. Okay. And I want to tell them what just took place on a run. And I always feel really good when I'm like spot on and when they look at the data they they see that i i'm talk i know what i'm talking about what i felt and i think that gives them confidence in me as a driver um, sometimes i'm wrong okay it's not always i'm not always right but i always feel that it's important to give them a rundown of what i felt before they download that computer cuz the computer don't lie
6: so they listen to you robert that this is amazing to me it sounds normal but so many drivers have told me that they don't have a chance to input with the crew chief, like yours, Jimmy Proc. They don't have a chance to input, but it sounds like you do.
12: I do. I do. And, you know, basically, most of my 50 wins, I mean, there's. I was with Mike Neff for a while, and we won some races. But most of the 50 wins that I have are with Jimmy Proc. And, you know, I'm proud to say that, you know, most of Jimmy's wins as a crew chief have come with me as the driver. So we're a good team. And when he came back to John Force Racing, he brought Chris Cunningham with him. And I feel that Jimmy Proc is a stronger crew chief now that he has crew Chris Cunningham with him and backing him up. Um, I just I just feel that it's like the sky's the limit for this team.
5: Robert Heights celebrating his fiftieth win in Funny Car. Is that a John Force is that a John Force team thing that drivers have great input in setups and in how things have gone throughout the weekend, or is it enhanced because you used to be that crew member wanting to know what was going on in the driver's seat so that you could make the right adjustments? I mean, is there something there based on you being a crew member and just having more knowledge?
12: Well, I think think it helped that I understood the cars because... I didn't. I didn't get to drive, you know, super comp, and then alcohol cars, and then you know, work my way up the ranks like a lot of folks have. I feel that you know, a lot of people have a lot more track time than I do. Um, you know, seriously, my daughter's eight. When she was eight years old, she started racing junior dragster, and now she's fourteen. She's got way more experience down a racetrack than I did at that age, or even when I started. So. I think uh, track time is, is big, and you know uh, experience. But I also think that if you understand the cars and can know what's going on and what to expect, you know what the thing's going to be doing as you go down the racetrack. I think that's an advantage too. Robert, I is asking a lot of questions. Robert
3: Hyde, NHRA Funny Car winner from Sonoma. Last thing for you, John Force Racing. John Force has not won, I believe, since Denver last year of course hasn't won this year when the boss ain't winning for some companies uh there's a paul or a cloud or just not a whole lot of fun to go to work how has that been without the boss man not winning
12: obviously john's very competitive he didn't get to 149 wins you know without being competitive and wanting to win every race he goes to because that's what he's used to doing um he's got a really good car He's done a good job driving. You know, uh, things just haven't gone their way. And basically, it can turn around, you know, and I feel that those guys are going to be the biggest threat to the winning the championship because oh. they haven't had any wins. You know, in 17, when I won the championship, I didn't get a win till I rolled into Denver. And that's only, you know, a race ago. So, John Force, he ran... 391 yesterday in the heat. I honestly thought he had the best car going into race day, and they had a little bad luck. So don't count those guys out. They're going to be tough, and they know what we're doing. We work together. We help each other, and we're going to team up on these guys and do the best we can to win this championship.
3: Freak Nation, great follow on Twitter, John Forrest Racing, Robert Height, and everybody else. Uh, big win, 50th win in Sonoma in that big, fat, funny car. Robert Height here in the Freak Nation. Buddy, uh, maybe another another fifty. <laughs>
12: yeah, let's uh, let's ruin let's ruin another fifty celebrations. Okay, <laughs> with these interviews <laughs> In this season, I always look forward to calling you guys. That's
3: greatness. Thank you, Robert. Congratulations, buddy.
12: All right, one of these times, you guys you guys have to be with us at the track and and drink a beer, and we'll we'll do this live. Yes,
3: you would think. Yes. Well, have we never done that? Robert? Not with me, Evan. Damn. Not with me. That's effed up.
5: That is effed up. Wow.
3: It's all Statman, yeah. man. He's, he's the dude who just doesn't want to get out of the house. He had not wanted to in 20 Cooper? years. <laughs> yeah. Statman just likes to hang out in, his, in the house and drink his Hennessy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Thanks, Robert.
12: Thanks, guys, for having me.
3: And Freak Nation, with Pocono running today, and, of course, Denny Hamlin getting his win, what's the significance of Schaefer beer, Mark Donahue, and Lawrence Welk. What do those three names and products have in common with Pocono? We'll explain. But first, how about your stat man, Scat?
1: Good evening, my fellow citizens. Man. Let's to provide guidance to mankind.
6: Honda Racing had a frustrating three years in Formula One supplying engines that weren't competitive at McLaren. The breakup after the 2017 season was visible and embarrassing for all concerned, but Honda Today had a collar-popping weekend at the German Grand Prix. The wild race and pop-up rainstorms at Hockenheim was described as a horror movie with a bit of polite comedy, but Honda emerged with a first and third on the podium when it was done. Considering the nightmare with McLaren, Today was a dream come true. Honda had more good news this week. It re-upped with Andretti Autosport in IndyCar. That allowed Alexander Rossi to stay with Andretti and Honda. In addition, Honda powered all three on the podium at Mid-Ohio, including winner Scott Dixon. That must be champagne corks we hear popping at Honda Racing. Peace.
0: Motorsports Radio Redefined.
9: Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an audible membership and save 66% on your first three months, a total of $30 off. That's like getting three months for the price of one. You'll pay just $4.95 per month for the first three months. After that, it's only $14.95 per month. Offer is valid from 7119 through 73119. Audible members get a credit every month good for any audiobooks in our store regardless of price and 2 Audible Originals. Unused credits roll over. If you don't like an audiobook, exchange it for free. Plus, your audiobooks are yours to keep forever even if you cancel. There are no commitments, you can cancel anytime. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories. On top of audiobooks and Audible Originals, members get access to audio guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible is a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, sunbathing on the beach or poolside. Listen anytime, anywhere, and never lose your spot when you switch devices. Visit audible.com speed or text speed to 500-500 to get started today.
1: That's 800-754-4531.
4: Love is a burning thing, and it makes a fiery ring. Hmm.
3: Freak Nation, when you decide to light up that big old grill outside, throw on some Bubba Burgers. Your favorite grocery store, they got them in your frozen food section. 100% Angus. What about Vegetarian? jalapeno, bacon cheddar. For more information, go to BubbaBurger.com or check out your favorite food section, frozen food section at your favorite grocery store. Playing of Johnny Cash here. Uh, props to the I Radio studio that we're in here in Phoenix for not having any Lawrence Welk in their 50,000, 60,000 selection of music that I'm able to choose from for our Sunday night show. And I bring up Lawrence Welk for a reason. If you look at the history of Pocono, Pocono Raceway I lit up in the 1971, maybe was the first big boy. No, 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 no. Hold on. Let me, let me just. Just I didn't even, just. I don't need to go there because that's not right. It's not right. What are you doing? It's not right. No, hell no. What am I thinking, man. I mean the track was designed back in the but late fifties early sixties. 60s, 60s. In nineteen sixty, I mean, yeah. So notable events at Pocono. Listen to some of this. Again, Statman,
6: are you familiar with Schaefer beer? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not. It's big on the east, not in the Midwest. Not so much on the west.
3: I could roll into in college. I could roll into a. 7-Eleven, get a six-pack of Schaefer and a hot dog for a dollar and ten cents. What? In 1982. I mean, Schaefer was just that. You know, Schaefer Light, baby. Whoa, yeah. I mean, just got to give six you an idea. Six
5: beers and a hot dog for a yeah. dollar. What?
3: Come, like, dollar You get That's crazy. you can get a six-pack of Schaefer for ninety-nine cents at one time. All right. So Schaefer Beer agrees to sponsor the Pocono IndyCar 500 in 1971. Schaefer Beer. It was the (laughs) Schaefer Beer IndyCar 500. Yeah. You have to
5: buy a lot of beers to pay off that sponsorship at 99 cents a six-pack.
3: 1971, Statman. Mark Donahue wins the inaugural USAC Pocono 500. NASCAR Grand National regulars Donnie Allison and Cale Yarborough finish 28th and 32nd, respectively. All right. July 20th through July 29th. This is the kick of the nuts here. 1973, the Pocono State Fair. Offered up performances by. I mean, this was the original Lollapalooza Bob Hope, Johnny Cash, Mac Davis, the Jackson Five. Whoa! Wait,
6: you mean the same audience was expected to buy a ticket to see and stay through all of that?
3: It gets even better. Helen Reddy, Sammy Davis Jr., and Lawrence Welk. What year was that? 1973.
6: Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Right? Sammy Davis and the Jacksons may not have been able to. Travel at night in <laughs> oh. <laughs> What are you saying about the fine folks
3: of Long Pond, that man?
6: I, I'm not saying anything. I'm just suggesting I that they may not have been might have been some sundown cities around there. <laughs> in
3: 1981, I will give anybody five freaking dollars if they can tell me who this is. Well, AJ Foyt, we know that guy. Uh, in 1981, June 21st at Pocono, AJ Foyt wins the USAC. Van Scoy Diamond Mines Five Hundred.
5: <laughs> A diamond mine was sponsoring the race.
6: <laughs> if they wanted to put up the money, racing has always been highly supportive of anybody who's check cleared, right?
0: Diamond Mines.
3: Yeah, so the history of Pocono, just not just racing, but yeah, this is. In 1989, Emerson Fittipaldi set a qualifying track record there for 211-mile-per-hour crasher.
5: It was 89? Wow. Yep. Wow. That was fast for 89. Wow.
3: It was removed, I believe, from the IndyCar series because it was so rough in either 1989 or 1990. Do you remember that?
5: No. I Yeah. Pocono, to me has mostly been a NASCAR track because I didn't see many of the IndyCar races there before it was removed. I mean, obviously with NASCAR being so dominant there over the last couple of decades, it's gone through its resurfacing and that's why it was brought back for IndyCar. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Wow. It's still super fast. It (laughs) is. I
3: mean, the banking is, it fools you. It's steeper than you, than you think it's steeper than Indianapolis. And it was Randy Bernard who actually brought back IndyCar to Pocono. Oh, really? Yeah, according to this this article.
5: I think he wanted his goal was to somehow because IndyCar, when Pocono was on the schedule, and like you said, that was the '80s and '70s when it was on the schedule, there was the Triple Crown—the three 500-mile races. Obviously, the Indy 500, the Pocono 500, and I believe Statman was it out of Riverside or was 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 it Southern California? Ontario, Ontario, the there Ontario
6: Motor Speedway, yeah,
5: the Triple Crown of IndyCar. So that's, I think, that's what Randy Bernard wanted to bring back. But I guess it could, if they, if they go take bring Fontana back, they could do it. Problem is the crowds at Fontana.
6: The Ontario Motor Speedway is about where the Ontario Mills Mall is right now.
3: How about that?
6: God, And that's I mean, why this. The speedway disappeared when somebody came along and said, Hey, I want to put them all here. Lawrence Welk and the Jackson
3: Five, baby. Johnny Cash, Mac Davis, Helen Reddy. The things you learned with the freaks. Coming up, Christian Eckes. Big time ARCA series winner uh, out of Pocono. That was a long uh for you. Thank you. Running on general tires. That and not much motorsports coming up. Radio Redefined. Now what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? They grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba.
4: Grab it and hold on tight.
11: (laughs) This is going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard then. What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No, that I'm actually a chess painter.
4: Pirate fans, you die!
5: That was not on the profile.
1: So now you've heard
7: Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information.
5: Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud-terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to
6: bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold. Sold to the world. It works.
4: You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio
0: Redefined.
3: from Lucas Oil Studios, the website SpeedFreaks.tv, and Freak Nation, you know we've been partners with General Tire for years. General Tire is the official tire of the ARCA series, and this guy does it once again on the General Tires, Christian Eckes. Back in victory lane, dominant victory, his second win of the season, his fifth with his ARCA racing career. Are you a big fan of big track, big wide front stretch tracks like this, like Pocono?
13: Yeah, you know, of course, I'm, I'm, you know, a fan of anything we can win at. So, uh, you know, it was was definitely a fun race and glad that we were able to get back on track uh, as first championship as championship wise goes and uh, hopefully go run Michael down here.
3: We saw earlier today with the cup race, some of the restarts, and they get seven, eight wide on those restarts. (laughs) It just looks absolutely bonkers. That's got to be strange from a driver's perspective, seeing the car so deep.
13: Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know. When you have that big straightaway, you get such a big draft going down it, and you know you're able to make some some fun moves. And you know, especially when I went and ran the truck, um, you know, yesterday I guess it is now. It just uh, it's a lot of fun when you're able to do that.
5: Christian Eckes, your ARCA winner from Pocono, joining us here in the Freak Nation. You just said to Kenny, you're a fan of any place you can win at. You've yeah. won at three of the five tracks remaining on the schedule. How in the heck is anybody going to get to you?
13: Well, uh, you know, we, we still got a ways to go here. You know, we got got uh, 75 or 85 or somewhere in that range uh, points to go. It's very doable, um, but, you know, it's going to take a lot of effort. Um, you know, we've kind of been on a little bit of a streak here, and you know, we've had uh, two or three straight uh, top two finishes, I think. So, um, you know, a lot to look forward to. And, and yeah, like you said, uh, you know, we, we've won, you know, three out of the last or three out of the next five uh in the past so you know definitely a lot to look forward to as far as that
5: so what are the two tracks that you have not i'm going to say yet won at left on the schedule
13: yeah i have uh decoyne and kansas i haven't won yet you know decoyne's kind of like springfield so um you know i could basically say that i've wanted a track like that (laughs) um you know they're both a mile dirt and they're around the guardrail and stuff like that so um, you know, as a whole, I, I feel pretty confident in the next four for sure. And I feel like we'll have a fast car at Kansas as well.
5: Christian, can you explain just how difficult it is to drive these honking stock cars on dirt? I mean, is there more sliding than we would expect? Is it more difficult to steer? Just explain it to people who just have no idea how this even works.
13: Yeah, um, you know, it, it's honestly fairly easy, um, you know, being an asphalt racer and stuff like that. And the track takes a ton of rubber throughout the race. Uh, you know, it almost kind of turns into an asphalt race. So, um, you know, practice is definitely a little rough for me. You know, I don't really race dirt that much. So, you know, when it's muddy and, uh, I guess it's called tacky or something. I don't really know the the dirt racing terms, uh, it's definitely a little bit tough to get around.
6: Speaking of running on dirt, Christian Eckes, your ARCA winner, Pocono, on general tires, Christian, you ran both the stock car and a truck at Pocono. What's the difference? People said at the beginning that uh, trucks were like pushing a brick through the air. What's the difference between running those two styles at at a place like Pocono?
13: Yeah, it's it's way different. Uh, and I got out of the Arctic car after we won and had to go straight qualify the truck, and, oh. and I qualified really bad. Uh, you know, it's just so much different that um, you know I just wasn't used to it, so. You know, there's a huge difference. They just slow down so much faster, and, you know, I underdrove it pretty hard. So, uh, you know, definitely a lot that I learned on that one.
6: Christian, a busy weekend can take it out of you, especially when you're running two different vehicles at the same track. How much does it take out of you to get out of one car and go jump in another and qualify that and run a race and do all that you have to do on a busy weekend like you had at Pocono?
13: Yeah, uh, you know, it's definitely a lot of fun, you know, to go and 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 run two competitive cars. But, you know, at the same time, you really don't even have time to think. Uh, you know, you're sitting there and you're, you're just trying to find a break throughout the week. And, you know, there really just isn't one. So, you know, that part of it kind of sucks. But at the same time, it's uh, definitely worth it to be able to, to go and run and compete in, in both series.
6: So with the stock car and the truck, which one do you feel most exhausted post-race?
13: You know, I honestly felt more tired in the ARCA car, you know, because they have a right side window in it. So there's not a lot of air coming in. And, uh, you know, it's definitely a lot hotter in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd say definitely, um, you know, the ARCA car.
5: Well, hold on a second, though. In the middle of the summer, this summer has been brutal when it comes to heat. What's the hottest your cockpit has been in that ARCA car? Because, yeah, I didn't even think about the lack of air transfer through there.
13: Yeah, Iowa last week was was definitely the hottest we've had so far. Um, you know, I think the heat index was like one hundred and fifteen or something, and uh, you know we had a, a long race there, so you know that one was definitely the worst. Pocono wasn't too bad; it was a little bit colder and some overcast, but it was still a little bit hot in there.
3: And I understand this—that even in my teenage years, in my twenties, when I would just I would go above and beyond what my body would do in the heat, it maybe took forty-eight hours or longer to really get back into where the point of where I felt normal as far as hydration and just rest, same thing yeah. for you?
13: Yeah, um, you know, there's definitely that, that region. You know, we're always trying to get that uh, after-race effects to go down because you just feel like just kind of out of it, like you feel dehydrated and, and everything like that. But, you know, luckily we have uh, great people at Toyota Racing to, you know, help me out and nutritionists and stuff like that to to keep – you know, me back in the seat. And, you know, I went to run the truck the next day and I felt just as good as I did the day before. So, uh, you know, I can't thank them enough for that. Definitely made my job a little bit easier.
5: Please pass along some of the tips they gave you. I need to know this.
13: That's secret stuff right there. I mean, yeah, I can't give away all our secrets, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not you...
5: salt pills like back in Kenny and Statman's yeah, days.
13: <laughs> salt pills. <Yeah>. Stupid.
3: <laughs> if you didn't win this race yeah, in Pocono, If you didn't win this race in Pocono on Friday, would you even felt you had a shot at catching Michael Self in
13: the championship? Yeah, um, you know, there's still a quarter of the season left, and um, you know, like we've kind of talked about, it's it's definitely a good stretch for me. So, you know, as a whole, I feel pretty confident in our shots. You know, no matter if we won or not, Uh, you know, we were going to have a good points day if we finished second or or even third yesterday. So, um, you know, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. You know, I felt like from about race six to uh, race 13, we really didn't, um, you know, capitalize on what we had. So, uh, you know, we're just trying to turn that back around and, and keep up in the, in the right direction.
3: Christian Eckes, Pocono winner for the Arca Series running on General Tires. Christian, good luck to you, buddy. Yep, thanks, man. Appreciate it.
0: Not, not, not much motorsports. motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio or oh, Helio. No. Not, not, not,
5: not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much. Thank <laughs> much, you, yeah, I love you. And
0: headlining the party. Douchbags.
5: Lose. Not much motorsports. <laughs>
0: the freaks.
5: Not much motorsports.
3: All right, so Crasher, here's a story that's right up your alley in Not Much Motorsports. So a man sets up a camera to see why he has difficulty breathing while sleeping. This is what he finds out. This dude was uh, so interested in finding out, really, why he has just a difficult time breathing. He'd wake up very tired, sometimes gasping. So he sets up cameras, all right? it out the footage after he grabbed this hidden footage from this hidden camera. Well, what he found out is that uh, his cat loves sleeping on his face. <laughs> Here's a shot of this dude just blacked out and a cat putting... The cat putting his neck smack dab on the middle of this dude's beak.
5: How does he not know that? How does he not wake up because of that? <laughs>
3: what <laughs>
4: in the world?
3: What we've all had I mean, some of us are more guilty than others that we can sleep really, really hard and take a long time to wake our ass up, but Lump. Lampton originally had the hidden camera set up so he could keep an eye on his pet cat, Aki. That's when he, so he went, when he went to work, keep an eye on him. He then decided wait,
6: wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait. I'm interrupting you here on purpose cuz we know the story. Yeah. We just had Sean Wayans on last hour. Do you think Sean Wayans could be in a family show? with the jokes that would come out of that story.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Statman, are you again going down into he'd, your Dirty Mind he'd days? would go
6: into apoplexy. He's going to apoplexy trying to keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. uh,
1: <sighs>
3: after climbing on his chest and pressing his paws, On his owner's face to make sure he was sleeping, Aiky made himself comfortable (laughs) plopping on his master's face.
6: Yes! (laughs) 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 (laughs)
12: Yeah! It's
3: it's Uh, such a great shot of this cat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Bam!
5: By Aiky Breaky.
3: Hey, Crash! Crasher, do you have one?
5: I have a computer freeze going on right now, but can you find the story? I know we were sent it because I remember talking about it in the middle of the week. I got a CNN update on this story like Wednesday. Right. And we just got it sent to us again this weekend by Triple F. The eight-year-old that purchased a multi-million dollar house.
3: Well, it's the six-year-old.
5: Oh, excuse me.
3: Six-year-old YouTube star buys a posh $8 million pad In South Korea. And I did check it out on CNN this weekend. uh, Looking for avenues for my daughter to become a millionaire by the time. She's five and a half. She's
4: got four four or five
3: more months to get there. So this six-year-old is a YouTube superstar. I mean, it's gotten so crazy with YouTube that they've instilled or installed a... Per, um, an abuse hotline. What? Yeah, where, where if you feel that your parents or relatives are abusing you, or to the point are abusing you with your YouTube posts Whoa. I'm not saying this is this is it Whoa! but the mini-millionaire who has a total of 30 million subscribers
5: a Six-year-old with 30 million subscribers.
3: Yeah. And had been, had been doing this since, I think, four years old. In one of her most famous clips, she makes instant noodles in a plastic toy kitchen, then slurps, slurps them down on camera. The clip, shot in a colorful, campy style, has been viewed almost 400 million times.
5: Noodle slurping. Oh, my God.
3: Some of her videos spark controversy, including one in which she's shown swiping money from her dad's wallet. What? That makes sense for someone that just bought an $8 million freaking house.
6: So they just happened to have a camera set up, a four-year-old set up a camera so that they could shoot her shooting, taking money out of her dad's wallet. And the dad's not involved in that at all?
5: Yeah, right. So true. Well, the dad's involved somehow, I would imagine, in the $8 million home that was just purchased from this six-year-old. Yeah, right. Yep. Right.
3: All right. We got one more for you, Statman. I know about this time tonight, night, you're looking forward to going in there and grabbing you a late-night snack. This might help. A pair of anti-vegan protesters have been fined for eating raw squirrels in front of onlookers, including children, at a food market. I'm not even going to begin to... Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to try and pronounce these names. Dion Issy, okay. and Gaddis Lagdazins began biting chunks out of the dead animals in a protest at a vegan stall in Soho, London. The parent of an ch- upset child asked the pair to stop doing that as they continued to eat in front of their children footage of the incident showed up, showed one of the protesters wearing the animal's carcass around his neck before being handcuffed and uh, led away by police. Sounds like the pair were both guilty. Yeah, some people, I mean, that's squirrel could be a delicacy for some people. What is it? What's the champagne of uh, beers Statman?
6: Miller High Life? Miller High Life. Miller High Life, man. Yeah. Well, we've already had 90-cent beer. What is it, Schaefer's? Is that what you said? Schaefer's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: That's how you get back at vegans? You eat a squirrel in front of them at a supermarket in London? Come on. It's the gnarliest thing that you've eaten, Statman, that you'll never eat again. Not Not something that surprised you, but you intently ate it and thought, you know what? I'm never eating that gnarly food again.
6: Uh, I've had I've had some people cook some things for me that I'll never eat again, but I hope I never see them again. Also, as well. <laughs> okay. Mine was. You don't need to go into that any further.
3: <laughs> no, that's, that's kind of why I stopped you right there, Crash. Your mine was. What's the vegetable that you like to suck the juice out of their leaves
5: oh artichokes
3: artichoke hearts
5: artichoke hearts are the best what is wrong with you oh so delicious
3: first date with this with this chick man she cooked me dinner with those hearts and warm red wine it's over (laughs) shoot the juice to the moose,
6: but it won't choke me
3: Hello. So, Statman, shoot the juice I to the moose.
6: cut it loose. <laughs> See
0: ya. I'm crazy, but I have a Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.